You're listening to the Can Dare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. We have a very special guest sitting with us today. Jake, would you like to introduce our guest? Ladies and gentlemen, this is my very excellent girlfriend, Abby. Hi! Hello, Abby. Thanks for being with us and attending the con with us today. This has been a hell of a yeah, lot of this fun. This has been a good one. Yeah, I think so. I'm uh, really pleased with like both the quality of the turnout and how it's busy but not crammed. You know, we dealt been with crazy more. this right. whole time. And I think, Jack, you made a good point when we were coming in here that uh, coming off the heels of St. Patrick's Day, everyone's yeah, probably had almost hungover today. <laughs> a green bear, I'm not going to a con today. Right. Well, we got some uh, cool stuff, a few good panels uh, from Millie. Millie Bobby Brown and uh, Help Me Falcon. Anthony Mackey. Anthony Mackey, yeah. The Charmer, that guy. Yeah, he, he was. the room. Yeah, by the time it was over, I wanted to fuck him. Right. Kind of. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, good con nonetheless. What did you guys walk away with? Any, any good material today? Got me a Bloodborne board game. Bloodborne? Why does that sound familiar? Because it's one of the many games I talk about being obsessed with. Yeah, PS4 exclusive monster hunting Dark Souls style sort of thing. What was the female vampire video game for like PS2? Blood Rain. Blood Rain. That's what I thought you were talking about. She had like that red and black corset and like nothing else. I think. Yeah. Just yeah. blades on her arms. Right. That's the only clothing they gave her. What about you? Satisfied with the con today? Yeah. Um, anything cool? Um, joking Hazard. It's like that Cyanide and Happiness game. Yeah. Um, got that sign. Um, also, I guess he oh, was, I forget the name of it, but he has like another um, art um, design that he does. It's like. It's like the psychological disorders. Yeah, where they like, it, like representations of like mental disorders or like just yeah. issues. Or, like It's like really creepy and grotesque art. Like, And apparently it's the same guy. So I picked up a sketch that he did there. That kind of reminds me of, uh, reminds me of Johnny Tay, I think it was, who has the website. Uh, I, I'm, I shouldn't be talking because I don't remember enough about it to say so, but it reminded me of Johnny Tay's website. Uh, I'll have to look into that and put it on there. And Jack, uh, I mean, it looks yeah, like you got some cool purchases here. 20 items. The gold <laughs> well, I'm glad he got this because I've been deadly curious about these boxes as long as I've come to Comic-Con but never cracked one open. So uh, I have no idea what to expect, um, and I'm not $30 in the hole if it's no, shitty. So. <laughs> so Everybody it's win-win. Something that I can... Um, you got some tick stuff, cool, uh, too, right? Yeah, a bunch of tick figures and I had that torture contraption that closed on him in the show that just bent all the hell after it closed. And toys that torture are always fun. Yeah. Always fun. I got myself a John Hammond Jurassic Park cane, ladies and gentlemen. I am stoked. I've been talking about having one of these for years, and I finally have one. So I want to sleep well tonight. But right <laughs> wake up missing some teeth <laughs> but uh, before we get on to some of the interviews we got in artist alley uh, and then a panels we got uh, that we mentioned earlier jack's going to crack into this mystery box and see what we have in here so jack go for it Should we had some sound effects like we got little kid sound effects here in the background that'll do just fine <laughs> 
<laughs> It'll either make me jealous or glad I still have 30 million. Now that is a packed full box. How much would you There's say this is like a cubic, that. like, foot and a half? Or? Foot and a half, yeah. Anyway, see what you got, Jack. Bubble wrap. Wow. Best thing in the world. People love to prop that shit. You can While we're doing that, we got some Doctor Who. <laughs> really, more stickers. stickers. Yeah. <laughs> we joked about it being full of stickers, and there's really stickers. This was the $45 box, right? That got yeah. you 20, 20 items. There was a $100 box. Bigger than this. Oh, is that the TARDIS one? They looked the same. I think they did have a TARDIS. I'll give you $20 for that month. Are you serious? I'll tell you, yeah. Call it Game of Scones. Really? Look at this. What's it say on it? Stop whining and find something to do. Perfectly British. My mother loves that show. Oh, it's great. Maybe I should watch it. Porn for old women. Oh, Misty might like this. I don't know. If, what, what's our iPhone? Is it a five? No, uh, it's a six. six. Damn it! What's that? That's from Doctor Who. That's a TARDIS iPhone case. For a five? Yeah, five and five. These mystery box people ought to know that the five is out. <laughs> Shit! How long has this been on the shelf? What is this? Captain America postable nice. papercraft character. Twelve inches tall. Well, you're next yeah. Saturday's plan. <laughs> oh my God! I see something in that thing that's already making me excited, but I'm not going to say anything until he pulls it out. Vampire Slayer glasses, sunglasses. Nice. Just not play. Oh, Jack Skellington Choker. You are going to wear that I'm so well. Just cutting into the meteor. <laughs> yeah. Feel it right now. <laughs> Tear ripping hairs out of my throat. Do you like it? Sings the song all well, night. <laughs> I use bloody rag. Yes, yeah, that's a bio rag. Yes, what do you have? That's the game. And that's all it is. is it's a splattered rag. You too can have HIV. Sweet. <laughs> For so low a price. For thirty dollars. Should we get this gold? Oh yeah, that's what I saw. That's what I saw. What is it? It is a Sailor Moon. A Sailor Moon wig. Yes. You are going to be the prettiest son of a bitch this side of Marion. Between that wig and the choker, oh, you're going to be turning heads all up and down this place. Hey, chokers are back. Got a Volt Valoy oh, air freshener. There you go. You do like Fallout. I know that much. Nuclear waste. Cool. Star Wars pendant. Yo, that's pretty sweet. Oh, do or do not, there is no try. I can't say that I would wear it. Yeah. But I would definitely uh, hang it in my rear view mirror or something in my car. Uh, this guy. It's a straw. An strawberry doll. It's an easy strawberry. Strawberry ninja baddie. I'm down. I like it. What's that? Space Vader. Oh, I've got one of those. Do you? Do you? Yeah, it came in a loot box. The mystery, the mystery. This reminds me of, and I almost bought, had I not found the John Hammond cane today, you know how they have like the little like 10 to $15 like Mario figures you can oh, buy, yeah. like at Target and shit? They right. had them here, but they also had the 8-bit like uh, flat, like nice. Zelda and Mario. I did That's see that cool. earlier. pretty neat. Oh, there you go. Some weight on it, too. Yeah. Mine is almost transparent wow. with like an off-hand so it's a lot cooler, but yours is okay. I guess. If it was me, this would be on my desk at work in a heartbeat, right? Mine is the one of nine. That's one. <laughs> we have the one of nine. <laughs> oh, portal turret. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's, that's the broken turret. Is it? Yeah, yeah. The one that, like, recites Aristotle or something. It's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that game in so long. Oh, it's so good, dude. Oh, wait. Is it a turret? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, there we go. There's a lot of 
like portal songs on YouTube and they're like super depressing. Right. Portal has songs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every portal game has ended with a musical credit sequence, like an original track written for the game. But essentially the game's just like a big puzzle, like it's figuring shit out. That is so awesome. Oh, that's cool. Have to wait to the boxes in that thing. No kidding. That's not gonna let anything off the fridge. So it's a solid original looking Game Boy, which is a fridge magnet. That right there is almost worth oh, the price of the issue. Flash from Firefly, the figure. <laughs> Hang on. He's one of the cool characters. You gotta take the a skewer and fire it right through his chest. <laughs> Serenity. Serenity now! <laughs> um, my emoji. My emoji. My emoji. My emoji. Cyclops. That's cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> You're close, but way He's off. He's only got one real eye left. That's fair. <laughs> Man, there's still stuff in here. Lord. Let's get to the, the big, big yeah. thing there. What is that? Oh, it's from Drinky Crow. From what? Drinky Crow. What the hell is that? Uh, he's a crow who's an alcoholic. It's a cartoon oh, I mean. on Adult Swim. He hasn't really got his life figured out. Hangs out with this uh, monkey in a yellow hat. And that's what I'll, we're I'll looking be honest, at I haven't seen yeah. much of it. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Gabby. Uncle Gabby. I dig it. Huh? Okay. He looks drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. It's like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with animals. What's that? An R2-D2 Jello mold. Big, oh, yeah. Big oh, that's cool. Ice tray Jello mold. Yeah, if you want an ice cube the size of your head. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought is to put chocolate in that. There you go. Oh, there you that's go. Cool. Then another Doctor Who wristband. They're, like a, they're a fan of British shows in this, this is, box. Doctor Who is one of those things you see at a con that stays in style. Like, I was oh, going to yeah. mention oh, yeah. that. Like, uh, like, the Jokers were a big prominent thing. And then you had the Harleys yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, are not quite as prominent this There's, year. They're far fewer now than they were last time. We were, like, when we were in Cincinnati. Oh, my that God. That was, like, prime like Harley three, three. season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I'm noticing, though, today, who was it? Uh, Negan from Walking Dead. Yeah, a lot He's of Negan. He's become yeah. the new Harley Quinn, I think. I don't so. know if there are a lot of them, but they just stand out so much that I'm inclined to notice the more. I'm seeing, like, the same three dudes. It's that red time. scarf coming out of yeah. the black leather jacket that is such an it's eye catcher. Fucking girls cosplaying him yeah. this year. Yeah, but he's uh, like vampire hunter. <laughs> you look, looking you look good. Now throw on that wig. And I thought you were blade there for a minute. <laughs> like Anthony Mackie said, what was that blade quote that he said? Or no, that was I don't remember. It was, it was all that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. So, Jack, having gone through your big box of treats here, would you say it was worth the uh, $45 you put into it? Are you happy? Well, once Jake gives me that 20 bucks for that mug, I would have to pay 25 bucks for it. So, yeah, I'm very happy. All right. I might have to get one next time. I might lean toward a Star Wars box. But like I was telling you when you were purchasing this, this box in itself is it's really freaking awesome. The horror box is the um, Lament configuration from Hellraiser, like their gold demon puzzle box. Right. I pay 50 bucks for that thing alone. Anyway. And this box here, I would close up and fishing string it to my ceiling. Oh, yeah. Like a Mario box. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, someone like me. 
made this into like a confetti box. So like for someone's birthday, they made some like punch up, got confetti. In I would hang it at the ever slightest angle, and on the very top lay a bunch of Mario-looking coins that were yeah. just ready to fall. So if anyone did come and hit it, jokingly, oh look at me, shit would really fall out. Right? <laughs> oh, oh, don't game. you look stupid? I got you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Thought you were clever. No, this has been a great day, um, and like you guys were saying earlier, the. Uh, Thinning out of the crowds has really helped due to yeah. St. Patrick's Day. So uh, it's been a very relaxed, enjoyable day. Um, so let's get to our interviews really quick. Jack, or Jake, rather, we'll start with your interview. Who was it with again? J.M. Dragunas. But I got to call him Joe because we're buds. Look at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Getting in tight with those people in just a matter of minutes. So uh, Fantastic, like, Baroque, Renaissance-looking comic called Sires of Time. Cool. Well, let's just cut right over to it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Joe Dragunas, author and artist behind the Sires of Time. How are you doing today, sir? Good, good. Great intro. Thank you. <laughs> hey, well, you know, I do what I can. Now, the first thing that caught my eye walking by here is just the absolutely awesome, striking art style you've got here. It's got an almost Gustave Dor, Albrecht Dürer, wood engraving kind of thing. Can you talk a little bit about your inspiration for this style? Well, you named two of the major guys. Um... My thing with artwork is, is, is I want to have as much detail as I can. And, like, I want you to get your money's worth. If, if, if there's so many people here to buy artwork from, and if you chose me above all the others, then I at least want to give you, like I said, give you your money's worth. But, yeah, a lot of my influence like like Durer and Dore, like you said. Uh, there's another guy named uh, Heinrich Goltzius, around the same age. He's a, he's a big influence. Um, but I just really like line work. And I like black and white work. And a lot of times, especially nowadays, in, 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 in Photoshop days, the only place to find line work like that is to look back, you know, two, three, five hundred years into the past. So I'm trying to sort of bring some of that line work back into the into the mainstream. Sure. Well, as a guy who's like totally obsessed with this whole style of artwork in that time period, I'm a fan already. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what went into the story you're crafting here? What brought you here? Well, the thing is, so like again, going back to like Dore and Dur and a lot, a lot of that Renaissance, medieval. Uh, not dark ages so much, but, you know, right around when the printing press was invented, a lot of that woodcut look, uh, there's a lot of knights, and I wanted to draw knights. So I came up with a story, um, an Arthurian story, about these three knights that sort of travel through time putting Excalibur back together. So that way I got to draw knights, but because they can sort of time hop, I get to draw all of these other eras. So as an artist, I'm never bored. So if I had to draw the story just in England, eventually I'm going to get bored of that. So if they go from England to China to ancient Egypt to the Aztec Empire, I get all of these different, you know, artistic influences with backgrounds and with hieroglyphics and with, you know, like the, the, the Mayan ruins. But I still get to draw an engraving style with the knights and everything. So that way I kind of wrote the story around what I wanted to draw. And then it all goes downhill from there. So That's fantastic. Well, you've got the motivation built in. You yeah. finish one time period, you can move on to the next. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What are your plans moving forward with this comic? Well, I have, I have this first volume done now. I'm working on the second volume. Um, and I have I have three written in total. So I already have the whole story written. I just have to draw it. That's the hard part. Like, it took me two years to draw the first one. I gave myself a year and a half deadline for the second one. And then probably another year and a half for the third one. And then I've got my next, like, ten projects planned 
stand out, but drawing is just, there's no shortcuts, you know, it's just, just time at the table, there's no, if you take a shortcut, then the artwork suffers, I don't want to do that, it's not fair. Well, it really stands out, the work and attention to detail you put into this, and I, I think the, the level of craftsmanship, if you'll pardon how, you know, Baroque that term is, but <laughs> it really shows, and you've got something really incredible here. Um, where can people reach you to find more of your work? Well, I mean, the only thing I ever update, because I'm not too tech-savvy, is uh, Instagram. It's just James Ragunas, you know, at Instagram. And then uh, through there, I update Tumblr, and I update Facebook, and I have a, an online store that I should update more. But, you know, usually this is just as Instagram is, is where I, I usually I update that probably once every two days I put something new on there. And I do have a Patreon as well that I update once every, like, probably four days with the... With, and that one I only update it with uh, comic pages, so that way you can kind of see a whole page preview for anyone else. Awesome. Well, um, you heard it here, everybody. Go to JM Dragunas. You can find him on Instagram, where we update frequently, Patreon. The art, I know you're going to hear this as pure audio, but uh, there's really nothing I can say to do this justice. And uh, we'll be putting up links, Twitter, Instagram, the work. So, uh, Joe, I want to thank you so much yeah. for talking with us. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. And I like that pen. Appreciate it. You know, got to stay true to the motherland. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Not All on right. the list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. All right, man. Enjoy the con. Thank you again. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Jason. That was a great interview, Jay. Yeah, it was. So thanks for taking the time well, to do that. <laughs> All the uh, magic of editing. Um, <clears throat> then a little bit uh, later after this, we got to talk with Greg Wright, who's actually been on the show before to talk about Monstrous. Were you on the show at that point? Yes. We talked yes. TGIF. Yeah, I remember how stoked I was about the idea yeah. what it, he was going on about. It. it was cool to run into him here because we didn't even see him. Look at this. Get it on in here. Get in here. Is this something? Uh, we did, but are you done? Yeah, I gotta clean up my shit. Oh, shit. I was gonna say, jump in. We're doing the show right now. Oh, right now? Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. We'll, we'll join you. Well, Is that right? Yeah, come on in. All right, so before uh, we were just talking Spanish to the. <laughs> Spanish in his natural habitat. Uh, but uh, yeah, before those guys, the guys from the Game Fix podcast jump in with us here, uh, let's cut over to the interview uh, I had with Greg Wright, again, of SourcePoint Press. It was awesome to run into him here. I knew SourcePoint was gonna be here, but I didn't know Greg Wright was gonna be yeah. here. So it was cool to talk to him and uh, hear what was going on. So uh, let's cut over to that right now. We're here at Cleveland Wizard World Comic Con 2017. I'm standing here with Greg Wright from Source Point Press. Thanks for talking with me, Greg. Oh, thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. We've had you on the show before to talk about Monstrous. I think issue one was coming out when I we last so, Yeah, yeah. And now it looks like you got four out here. So yes. let's, let's touch on that really quick. What's happening in the world of Monstrous? Oh, uh, big stuff. We've got the trade paperback here, the collection of Monstrous. Uh, and each of them is a standalone story, but they're all collected in one here. Uh, it's basically set in Frankenstein's Europe with steam-powered robots fighting monsters. All the classics are here. Count Dracula, Dr. Frankenstein, his monster, zombies, Igor doing tech support on brains and jars. There's all kinds of lots of fun in here. What more could you ask for? Really? really? You, could, you can't. <laughs> so, uh, but well, touch I, on some of these other books yeah, you have in your hand we absolutely. haven't seen yet. Yeah. I've got uh, Holliston here. This is my newest one. It's based on the TV show by Adam Green. And uh, basically, it's four broke horror filmmaker friends finding a cursed credit card that uh, threatens to destroy them, destroy their friendship, and destroy the town of Houston itself. That could translate very... You said it's already a movie? Uh, no, it's a, a TV, TV show. show. Television show, say, yes. That sounds like a TV show. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. It got written up in Entertainment Weekly. Really? Yeah. And 
and uh, we got giant monsters, killer robots, and kids from Cannibal Fat Camp. <laughs> There's lots of horror references in here for people. Uh, he, he walks into a shop at one point, and in it, everything on the walls is a reference to a different horror, pop culture, oh, sci-fi nice. kind the of movie. Mask yeah, yeah, yep, the Predator Brady's mask. Love. Yep, exactly. The box from uh, Hellraiser. So hey, there's really something in there. Yeah, that's a little uh, Easter oh, yeah. egg references and stuff like awesome. that. People are loving this. Uh, so I put in jokes. Steve Sharp put in jokes. Josh Werner put in jokes. Nice. Everybody put in a little something there. So that's it's a lot great. of fun. And uh, Adam Green himself writes a glowing review. Uh, at the very beginning of it, he writes an introduction and really? has wonderful things to say. And we're uh, this was so successful, we've got a follow-up coming uh, called Holliston Carnival of Carnage, uh, <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun. That's tomorrow. a good title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the carnival comes to Holliston, and all hell breaks loose, as happens with uh, carnies, right? <laughs> hell yeah, absolutely. Now an- another book here we touched on. I think maybe we saw a preview when we talked yeah. about Wild Bullets on the show. What's happening in that universe? Uh, Wild Bullets. We've got a follow-up coming later this year. The first one was a Thanksgiving story. The second one is a Christmas story. Eventually, we're going to have a New Year's one. Collect them all and call it Homicide for the Holidays. <laughs> there you go. Nice. And for uh, those who don't know, Wild Bullets uh, follows the Bullet family. Each one of them takes a turn telling the story. And when they do, a different artist takes over a different style and genre. So there's a crime section, sci-fi, horror, and uh, adventure, all in a sort of pulpy mishmash uh, murder mystery on Thanksgiving. A little bit of everything for everyone. Yes, exactly. Oh, exactly. Nice. Wow. Except you wouldn't want to be at the Thanksgiving dinner because no. <laughs> bullets are flying uh, both literally and metaphorically. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. now, one thing I wanted to touch with you on really quick, uh, right over here was create your own comic book comics yes, as absolutely. well. I thought that was I a great idea. Too. Yeah, this is a wonderful thing. Uh, people love this. They've got, uh, it walks you through the steps of creating a male superhero and a female superheroine and then it has pages with the panels laid out. This is a lot of fun for kids of all ages and uh, we have on our website uh, people have the opportunity to email us their work and then we will digitally publish it right there and so then they can have one of their first publications up on our Facebook and the website and everything like that. So not only providing entertainment for comic readers but yes. helping the comic artist who wants to get into the business started. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, a branch of Source Point Press is the Michigan Comics Collective. That's who puts out Wild Bullets so okay. we're, we're always about helping people get a foot in the door and uh, getting a hand up and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun and it's really cool because it enables us to meet uh, people, like I said, of all ages. Uh, and it's cool to get kids involved and getting them doing their own thing and thinking about. There's not really anything more mystical than just doing the doing your idea and making right. it happen. Right. That's awesome, man. Well, I gotta give it to you guys. We've watched Source Point Press grow over the last couple years, and you guys are just keep getting bigger, bigger. Yeah. Um, and you guys are bringing on Bob Sally. Yes. As well. Yep. Yep. Bob Sally. He's coming on with uh, the Salvagers and Shelter Division. Gonna get a quick roll start here. Uh, in Shelter Division, they've got uh, like a, a salvage unit. I'm sorry. Whoops. No. Shelter Division. You've got like all sort of the urban conspiracy theories. Uh, all the different cryptids and things like that working right. together. And in uh, Salvagers, you've got a salvage crew. It's kind of like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in some ways. It's really cool. We, we are big fans of Salvagers. Oh, you love Salvagers? Oh, oh yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Wonderful so, story. Everyone, head over to Source Point Press. All the information you need right here. One last thing. Sure. Rotten Tail just wrapped up getting shot, made into a movie. That's right. We're in post-production right now, and uh, it went really great. It's starring Corin Nemec, who was Parker Lewis on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. 
Blues TV show. Wow, really? Yeah, he's starring as Rotten Tail. So, like, how far out is this movie, and how can viewers check the movie out? Oh, uh, there's all kinds of stuff about it online right now. Okay. So, in, the, in Facebook, in Twitter, and YouTube clips, things like that. Uh, also, the cool thing about this is uh, we're probably going to be doing an announcement about it this Easter, because it's an Easter bunny, right? Seems fitting, right? Yeah, it's a giant mutant Easter bunny who goes on a killing spree in the town of Easter Falls. So it's a big, dumb midnight movie that knows what it's doing and is not ashamed of it. And I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's going to be crazy it's great. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's something that's really cool. Uh, this is by David Hayes and Kurt Belcher. And, uh, you know, we've got number of people in the movie, movies in that so we've wrapped this up and hopefully that means we got more projects in the works that are hush-hush for now. <laughs> oh, really? Big secret. Yeah, stuff. yeah, awesome. yeah. Very Looking exciting stuff. To that too, man. All right. Greg, always a pleasure. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so Appreciate much. It, Jeremy. And everybody, once again, all the information for checking out Source Point Press right here behind me. Thanks again, man. Thank you. And we hope you enjoyed that interview with Greg, right? A great guy in the Source Point Press, a great comic publishing company that does not stop growing. So good for them, and uh, check them out. They're putting in work. That they really are. Big stuff coming up pretty soon. Scoot in here a little closer, Jack. All right, now let's just cut over to the panel with uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Who Millie played Bobby. I know. <laughs> I always want to call her Millie Bob Thornton. Being a child of the I 80s, when I say her name, Millie I think Brown. of uh, Ghostbusters and whatnot. What was the hell was the song? Uh, you're on your own. Got to do this on our own. It'll be at the end of the episode now. It's been brought up. So. Anyway, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, who played Eleven from Stranger Things, uh, yeah, put on a panel. It was a lot of fun to listen to. We got the audio and a video, which Jack will have up later this week. But uh, in the meantime, here's the audio. Did you have any? 
physically, emotionally, mentally, yeah, no, we're crazy. And um, it's so fun to have met all of them because honestly, I don't know what I would do without them. So that was, yeah, that was probably the best. It must make it better too when you just become a little family on set because you spend so much time with these people. Exactly. Like, I'm always like, you're new. And the person's like, yeah, I'm new on set. I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> They're like, I'm like, what's your name? Where do you come from? <laughs> yeah. So always, I always know everybody's name, which I think really makes a difference because if you know someone's name, like, I feel if you're just like, oh, hi, you know, and then you just kind of forget about them, no, you're going to remember that name, you know, it's, it's really nice to kind of have that relationship with the crew and the cast. Definitely. Like, okay, fine, yeah, it's cool. 
so we know you can like rap and sing and whatever, but do you have any other like talents or hobbies that we don't know about? Anything really weird? Oh, boxing. I box. It's not weird. I'm sorry. Um, no, I do, I, uh, I like to do jujitsu and um, Thai boxing, boxing, um, you know, singing, obviously rapping.
they wanted to make it like a practical thing. So what they what they had done was because of the 80s and they didn't want it just to be like really realistic, they wanted to make it look like a real life monster in your house, like there and then. And they also wanted to get that like rare emotion out of the actor. So they they just you know they like they just got this
shaving it, it's going to go back and it's going to be great. Like, you do, and also, you do it for sure. It's not like shaving it for nothing. I mean, I would shave my head for like, to donate my hair or, you know, something like that. That would be fun. But, but doing it for a show, that's fun. Why not do that? Um, you don't need any courage. Why don't you shave your feet? Let me see your hair. Turn around.
She's the queen, that's she's, why. Yeah, and like, Ed Sheeran is probably Beyonce, and then Adele, and then Amy Winehouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're my favourites. Thank you. Oh, I was gonna ask which scene of the show is your favourite to film? Um, the turn scene um, in episode six. Yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. I was in there. I went in there eight times for six minutes, and it was really fun because I had like this earpiece in, and there was a microphone on set for the directors. And they were like, you know, okay, Millie, now you can start crying, and we're gonna show you in, and things like that. And then, um, and then it was really fun because after that, uh, I went into the tank just one last time for a scene, and they took the microphone and gave it to people around the set. So I just heard random voices in my ear, like, Millie, everybody peed in the pool after lunch. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, that really, that's really nice. Oh, oh they get the slate, you know, the thing, you know, action thing. And, the, and, they, and the guy wrote, um, yeah, we all, we all peed after this. Um, oh, 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 like, you're doing really bad. And turn around, like, thanks, guys, you're really supportive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
so that was the panel with Millie Bobby Brown we hope you enjoyed that and we have season two of Stranger Things coming out I think this October yeah yep. so uh, time for Halloween. I can't freaking wait <laughs> and yeah like you're saying Halloween perfect yeah, timing it's gonna be perfect timing we saw some good cosplayers today yeah, from uh, Stranger Things too I saw a dude 11 I did too. Yeah. I'll be honest. There's not a lot of physical difference between a male and a female. <laughs> really That's why it works so well. I yeah, think. yeah. The monster, though. We saw the monster too. We yeah, got photos. Yeah, that cute. Oh, really? Tight. Yeah. I'll show you guys pictures. Oh, that cool. it was amazing. But uh, we had another panel. We got to sit in on. We were uh, coming up to check out the Game Fix panel, and then we were alerted to the fact that uh, help me again. Anthony Mackie. I can never remember his name. The Falcon. The Falcon from the Avengers had a panel. So uh, we went to that, filmed it, recorded it, and glad we did because, my God, that was freaking awesome. He's a funny guy. And Victor Dandridge, who's uh, no stranger to the Wizard World circuit, was the person uh, moderating the panel. Great host. Yeah, great host, great guest, great rapport. We'll let you guys hear it for yourself. It's like he didn't have to act to be Falcon because that was pretty much him. He's the character. It's one of those perfect castings, you know. Yeah, exactly. So here's the panel with... Anthony Mackey. Thank you.
question. I have a question. And I gave you a slight heads up earlier. Oh boy, this is how fights yeah. start. Yeah, this is how fights start. This is it. How fights start between two black men. Listen, right here. It's funny too that you said that because this is going to be a little racially motivated. Why? Why? Okay, so so let me let me ask you. In a few films, <clears throat> if there is a male Caucasian character with an animal name, you seem to take an L against them. You took an L against Spider-Man. You took an L against Ant-Man. You took an L against B-Rabbit and A-Bop. 
nice jacket. Yes. Thanks. Are you Ryan Gosling in Drive? I am. The movie about a jacket. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now since everybody's asking questions about the Avengers, I'm going to go something a little different. When you were coming up with your character for Half Nelson, where did you draw a lot of your inspiration? Ryan Gosling reference again.
Here we go. How distracting is Seth Rogen's uh, lab to work with on here? Uh, wildly distracting because Seth is the type of person where if you do, you know, you like actors, like you're in the scene and you, you act and you do something and the other actor acknowledges it in his head. It's like, oh, that was good. That's, that's good. Seth is the type of dude, you do something funny in the scene, he just starts laughing at you in the scene. It's like, well, the camera's rolling, Seth. We're still in the scene. No, 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 do that again.
So all day we're running across the bridge. Hey, will somebody deflate that dinosaur? Because he's in the back. Is that distracting? <laughs>
ever cut you that damn check yet? And what exactly did that mean? Oh, so my thing is, as an actor, when I do my job, I earn my money. So every time I do it, and I know I didn't, I tell them, cut the check. I'm, I'm there for my check, cut my check. And no, they never heard it. No, no. I'm just waiting one day.
So before we're wrapping up our episode here at the uh, Cleveland Comic Con, our friends over at the Game Fix Pod are finishing up their panel and just got done chatting with some of their fans. Guys, what did we miss in your panel? Uh, you, you missed pretty much the best show uh, you could ever not pay for. Is that really? Right? I mean, I mean, yeah, you, you do you do pay uh, money to get in the uh, Comic Con, but you don't have to pay money to see the thing. You, uh, you guys on, on, on well, well, uh, but uh, no, no, we, we, it was it was really fun. 
fun. We we talked about retro games, and don't worry uh, if you uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, Game Fix Show at Game Fix Show. Uh, eventually, hopefully, you know, a little shameless plug. Yeah, uh, eventually at some point. Yeah. Eventually at some point we'll have the whole entire um, panel on the YouTube so you can actually watch it. And we we talked retro games and like old. Uh, it was kind of kind of like our origin story where we. Really? That's freaking awesome. You missed out. You totally missed out. out. What what were you guys doing? We had to get the Anthony Mackie panel. Oh, my God. Get out crashed by that. We're trying to grow our show. You guys aren't aware of that. Nah. Well, (laughs) all right. Well, yeah, that's why you call us, right? (laughs) That's why we got you guys over here. You guys have a crowd of fans around here. We've got to get you over here. Got to get the game fix bump. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. totally. Totally. We've actually been using that line with Candare today. Nice. Yeah. The game fix bump, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, very cool. I'm sad we missed that, but we'll check it out on YouTube. Sure. What has been your favorite uh, thing about the con today, guys? Uh, let's see. What does what, what it say? Oh, yeah, the, the video games that were the same as last year. I'm kidding. Right. Uh, the, uh, was, that a, was that a... You remember when Overwatch came out? That was sweet. Yeah, remember that game? Remember that game? Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think the cosplay is always the best. Yeah, uh, so far, my yeah. favorite thing is the dude that's, like, probably about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, cosplaying as Catwoman with giant fake boobs. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see, that. see that. I thought you were going to say I thought just as awesome as it sounds. Yeah. Oh, the Spock was awesome, but yeah. there was a Stranger Things monster walking Oh, yeah, we yeah, saw that. that. Yeah. yeah, that was sweet. That's what I thought you were about to say. What about you, Verlaine? Uh, I'm actually, cosplay-wise, I think there's it's a lack of... I think there, it's not as much as there I've noticed been, a little but, bit back up, um, but I think that goes along with what we were talking about earlier, with sure. like coming off the heels of St. Patty's Day, everyone's home sure. over today. So. I yeah. think people just don't know what to do right now, because it no, so happened, like, big movies right. were coming out during the last Comic-Con. Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. uh, then you'll have a big game that'll come out, um, and right now, we don't have anything. I mean, I'm surprised mm-hmm. Overwatch hasn't really taken over. Anything. We saw two Overwatch yeah, cosplayers in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. There was two. Two. I saw more Overwatch cosplayers players last year. Is that right? Before, in Columbus. Oh, yeah, right that's right. Now. Yeah, we did see yeah. a few. No uh, kidding. Yeah, with Tracer we've seen. Um, yeah. I don't remember the other ones. Uh, soldiers. Oh, yeah, we saw a couple soldiers. I saw yeah. a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. the gold one. Oh, really? Like spray-painted nerd. Oh, that's actually cool. This kid was, like, maybe nine. Oh, it was awesome. cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would say that the highlight was our panel. Yeah, the panel was awesome. Uh, we, we we gave away some pretty pretty awesome stuff, which we always do every panel. We yeah, do, so. we can contest to that. Yeah. So and then uh, actually, our next panel uh, will be the Wizard World Comic Con in Columbus. Nice. So we can now we can start planning for that. Uh, and you might ask, what are we going to do for this panel? What are you guys going to do for that future game? Uh, we don't know. You so don't know? know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm stoked to see this. Maybe it's that the yeah. one we missed on YouTube though, because I do want to hear like you guys are saying the origin story stuff. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds cool. Thanks, man. No, oh, thanks for sitting in for a little bit. The only real plan is we're definitely going to get pizza at uh, the place with the unicorn sauce. Nice. I don't remember the name oh, of it. Oh, um, Late Night Dogs. Slice. Or no, Late Night Slice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the black uh, truck Good that goes pizza. around town. Yeah. Amazing pizza. Yeah. And I think they have a brick and mortar location right yeah. now. Yeah, unicorn sauce. Yeah, remember we went there at, last time, <laughs> at the last <laughs> No, seriously, it's like some of the best pizza I get in town. Yeah. And like, it's free for work it's waiting for right by 16-bit, uh, right? 16-bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. We did go there. Okay, that's right. And they, like, 
like every comic book day at Pack Rats, they'll bring the truck out there and park oh, it in nice. front of the front door. So, yeah, cool. another cool. incentive to go into the comics. I mean, you guys are from Columbus. Sauce. You guys know better than we do. So. <laughs> Slut sauce? Slut sauce. That's a thing? Yeah. Who's the girl? Paris Hilton. I had a picture of Paris Hilton on the squeeze box. I assume it's all their other sauces mashed against each other until they feel nothing but shame. Shame and yeah, yeah. Many for good measure. Yeah. Yeah. For taste. For good taste. For good taste. Does anyone else have any comments on the show today? Uh, Game Fix podcast uh, is way better than the Canned Air podcast. That's debatable. Oh, That's man. a contentious opinion. That is debatable. That's debatable. <laughs> I'm on the Game Fix podcast. I don't know if I believe that. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Merge over link. It's real time. <laughs> you're, like, you're like Brick in uh, Anchorman. Like, what are you doing over there? Like, <laughs> but no, no. Uh, we, we love the Candare. I know you guys are listening to Candare. Uh, they, uh, they're good guys. Uh, if if, uh, if this is the first time you're listening to them, uh, this is probably your last because of us. And I'm so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> but no, no. We, we we always enjoy being on the show, and uh, likewise, you guys always come on our show. So, yeah. and eventually, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna collaborate again. Yes, we we, you, you mentioned uh, this the Columbus con. Yeah. This what? Is, any set dates on that yet? Yeah, June, September, July? I think it is. Oh, September? September? I think so. Yeah, it's late. Yeah, yeah, it is later. Oh it's man, August or September? Is it? I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, regardless, we'll have you guys in the studio do a full episode rather than what we did last year and just fuck the whole apartment up. But looking forward to it. Thanks for stopping and talking to us for a little bit, Thanks, guys. guys. Awesome. Uh, anyone else have anything? I think we're good. I like comic books. Well said, Jake. Thanks. <laughs> and on that note, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Dewey. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Abby Potter. I'm Spanish. I love you. I'm Link. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> there's a fire in your house, be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on CandarePodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. 
Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.